Hey everyone, and welcome to Strip Down and Straight Up. I am your host, Nikki Ostman. Before we get into tonight's episode, I would love to just thank everyone for the feedback that I received from my very first episode last week. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to everyone that took the time to listen to my podcast. It genuinely means a lot to me. I'm very grateful that you all took time out of your busy lives to listen to something that I had to say. So in continuing on with uh, the feedback, I was told that I said um a few too many times, so I'm really going to focus on that. I, um, oh, and there I go, I say um. Uh, I was told that I spoke very clearly, which thank you, I try. And I was also, the most feedback I received was about the thunder, which is the craziest part because I was talking about the universe and how I wasn't particularly religious, but that I enjoyed Um, putting it out to the universe and then there was the big kaboom and I thought that uh, that could not have been planned that was the universe way of telling me that I am doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing Um, I was asked if I was going to have specific topics every week and yes and no I want to leave the podcast so that it's kind of an uncensored fluidity. Um, I love Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan's podcast. And I really enjoy the flow that he has with his podcast. I don't think I ever want to have a three plus hour podcast like he does. But I definitely enjoy the banter that he has with his guests. I don't think... Oops, sorry, that was my chair banging against the table. I don't think he has ever had a podcast where he just speaks himself. But I still think that I can... um, Go with that same sort of design of just leaving the podcast open... Uh, for conversation. I don't want to have podcasts that are too long because myself, I love podcasts. And besides Joe Rogan, sometimes when they get a little bit too long, I'm thinking, okay, what's happening? Let's move this along. So I haven't really decided on a specific time. I just want to kind of do the first couple podcasts and see what kind of time works for me. Tonight, I want to talk about why I am doing a podcast. I mentioned in my first episode of how I am a two-time breast cancer survivor. I suffer from depression. I've had lots and lots of craziness happen throughout my life, and I feel that um, I have done a really good job of pulling myself up when I've been kicked down um, in the dumps. And so I just want to share 
my life's ups and downs with you. And in today's age where we can do anything that we want, the world is at our fingertips, I think, why not? I want to tell you um, one quote that really has been standing out with me, and it is from Beyonce's song, Pretty Hurts. And in the beginning of the song, the announcer at the beginning of the song says, what do you want to accomplish out of life? And she says, oh, my aspiration in life would be to be happy. Uh, uh. And to me, that is really what it is all about. I just want to be happy. Out of everything that I've gone through in life, I don't need a big fancy car. I don't need a big fancy house. I don't need diamonds and gold. I just want to be happy. And that's everything to me. I love being with my family. I love being with my friends. I love being by myself. And I just want to be happy. I don't want to do things that make me unhappy, which is the reason that I've gone through so many different changes in my life. Uh, For example, last year, actually December of 2016, I just thought, you know what? I'm not happy where I am. I was living in Regina, Saskatchewan. I packed up. Actually, I sold everything that I owned, basically. I packed up what I had in my car. I drove to Calgary, and I started my life over again. And you know what? That may be selfish, but I feel like I deserve it. I feel like out of everything that I've gone through in life, I don't deserve to be unhappy. I um, am constantly a seeker. I keep on failing forward. Um, I've done some things in my life that haven't been the best decisions for me. Um, For example, I became, uh, I worked at a healing center where I was doing Reiki and I was doing hot stone massage and I was a health practitioner and I failed miserably at it. But you know what? I took it as a lesson and I moved forward. You cannot succeed without failure. I was a beach body coach. I was okay as a beach body coach, but it felt really unauthentic to me because I've always struggled with my weight and I can put on weight and lose weight and gain weight faster than Oprah. And I didn't feel authentic being a beach body coach. So I failed at that. And you know what? I succeeded and moved on. I, what else have I done? I've, um, I've quit jobs that other people would have thought were amazing opportunities, but to me, I just felt like my soul was being sucked out. So I quit and I changed jobs. I'm always seeking for something better. And you know what? Ultimately in life, I would like to make my own money. I would love to be a life coach. I would love to be a motivational speaker. I would love to be successful with this podcast. And one day that may come true. I always am pushing forward because I just want to be happy. 
Why do I just want to be happy? Like I've mentioned a few times, I'm a breast cancer survivor. But along with being a breast cancer survivor, um, stuff has happened along the way. Um, I guess when I was 15, things started happening. I had to have uh, my first big hip surgery when I was 14 or 15 years old. And I was in a, ho- in a hospital room by myself when I was 14 years old for two weeks. And I really didn't have a lot of visitors because my mom and dad couldn't afford to take off time and come up and see me. That took a lot for me to lay in a hospital bed. I couldn't get out of bed because I had a hip surgery. So I had like this machine on my leg and all I had, I laid on my back for most of those two weeks because they wanted my hip to try and uh, regenerate itself um, to stop it from deteriorating. And so that was my first really, really big challenge in my life. Uh, When I was 23, my mom died. And to me, it was, and still is, a huge factor in everything I do in life. We do bury our parents, but when you're 23 and you don't have any of your own children, I think um, it was a different sort of mourning than it was for some of my other siblings that had established their own families. To this day, um, I still mourn my mom. Um, You always say you wish you could go back in time, and I really do. Uh, When I was 27, I had a total hip replacement. Again, living in Calgary, didn't have a lot of family. Actually, at that time, I didn't have any family living here. I relied on friends to help me out um, for my recovery that really put a lot of strength inside of me because I was living alone and um, had to do a lot of things that some people that don't have hip replacements, I had to get myself in and out of bed. I had to move the cushions so that it was comfortable and I didn't have anyone helping me with that. And to me, that just helped build my strength. I was 29 the first time I had breast cancer Again, I was basically living on my own. I had a roommate and I had my 18-year-old niece living with me. And it was not a great time. Uh, emotionally, physically, financially. By the time I kind of got over the whole thing of going through the treatment, I um, basically had a mental breakdown when I was 32. I couldn't handle real life. I couldn't handle quote-unquote normal life because I was 32 and I was going through menopause and I was experiencing things in my body that a 32-year-old shouldn't experience. When I was 35, I claimed bankruptcy and again it stems from the breast cancer because I was not financially stable when I got sick and it took years and I never recovered. So on my 35th birthday, I actually claimed bankruptcy. Uh, when I was 39, I was re-diagnosed again. Uh, it was a different breast cancer than I had the first time. My first cancer was um, car- ductal carcinoma. And my second breast cancer was metaplastic, which is... Um, a breast cancer that's in your tissue of your breasts. So 
when I was the two months before I turned 40, uh, January of 2014, no, January 2013, I had a double mastectomy. Um, so again, just more struggles, more challenges, building strength in my character, building strength physically, mentally, everything. There were days where I was not strong at all, mental, physical, emotionally. And then there was days that I started to rebuild that. When I was 41, I had to have a oophorectomy, which is the removal of your ovaries and your fallopian tubes. And that was done as preventative measures to ensure that my cancer won't come back. And also because my mom died of ovarian cancer. Uh, That same year, my dad died. Um, So when I was 41 years old, I felt like I was an orphan. I didn't have a mom. I didn't have a dad. And the sad part is I felt like I didn't have a dad for years because my dad had gone through a really bad disease where he was not the person that he was when we were growing up. So that in itself was... Again, something that every situation in my life, I feel like it's torn me down, but then it's also lifted me back up. Um, So I'm just giving you examples of everything that's happened to me just so that you know why I feel like I deserve to be happy. Uh, When I was 42, I broke my neck and that was again a result of chemotherapy, radiation chemotherapy and radiation both breaks down on the um the density of your bones so my neck uh the the um vertebrae in my neck were breaking down because of the effects of chemotherapy and radiation and also because I have osteoarthritis which is why I had to have a hip replacement when I was 27 so all of those things of um, have brought me to where I am today. I also this year am facing another surgery. I need to have a full-on hysterectomy because I'm still having problems um, with my periods and cramping and all of those fun things that go along with being a girl. But at the same time, I've had my ovaries removed, so I shouldn't be having any of those things. So they are going to do a full-on hysterectomy and remove my uterus. I'm still waiting to have my reconstruction. I still don't have breasts. um, And that's the only surgery that I will be happy to have um, because it's been five years. And the unfortunate part is that I need to be a specific weight in order for me to uh, have my breast reconstruction. And I haven't hit that target yet. So that is the one surgery that I will look forward to. As you guys are listening to me, you may notice that I stop and I have to think about my words carefully. Uh, That is, again, um, another symptom of chemotherapy. They call it chemo brain. And sometimes you think it would go away, but there's times where I just don't know what the word is that I'm thinking of. And I have to picture the word and I have to think about it before I say it, because sometimes the words just don't come to me. Um... But in a nutshell, that's everything that um, has happened to me since 
you know, in the past 30 years. But I don't want, it's not a sob story. This is just my story. This is my story and this is the reason that I choose happiness. This is the reason that I choose to live my best life. This is the reason that I get out of bed in the morning and I want to be better than I was the day before. So being someone that suffers from depression, there are days that I don't want to get out of bed. There are days that I don't want to talk to people. There are days that I am just so tired because of all of the treatment from the cancer. Some days you just get super tired and you can't explain it. It just happens. There's days where I just can't sleep. It's insomnia, which I never had before. Um, so I need to focus and I need to work hard on having a positive attitude and I need to work hard on being emotionally fit, of being physically fit and being mentally fit. Now, I am no means, I am no means physically fit. Like I stated, I gain and lose weight all the time. Um, and reasons for that are because when I'm in a really good space, I will be losing weight. When I'm in a not so good space, I gain weight. So that in itself is such a mind fuck for me because it's almost like the whole world knows whether I'm healthy or unhealthy based on my weight. Um, but I have to work at it. And the whole point of all of this is that you can work on it. And I want to let other people know that no matter what happens in your world, you can always choose happy. You can always choose to succeed no matter how many times you fail, you guys. I am a prime example of this. I have done a few motivational talks um, for a company that I used to work for. I used to do, um, I guess they're called motivational speaking to people in uh, just in a company event. And I've also done a motivational talk for um, a beach body event a couple years ago and I constantly have people that come to me and say how do you get out of bed in the morning and my simple answer is is that I don't have a choice I've never been in a financial situation where can I can allow myself to just feel sorry for myself and never get out of bed that's just never been an option for me but the other thing is that it I've never thought about it I just think I got to get up I get ready and I go to work or I do whatever I need to do that day. Yes, there are definitely days where I'm tired and I need to just take that time and I need to give myself time to, you know, sleep and relax and just have me time because I found that that's really important. But every day, guys, every day has to be a decision. And no matter what has happened to you, no matter what the, the past is, Every day is a choice. You can choose to get up. You can choose to be miserable. You can choose to hate your job. You can choose to hate your wife or your husband. You can choose to hate all your coworkers and be miserable your entire time at work. Or you can choose happy. And right now, I choose happy. When I get up in the morning, I give myself a few minutes 
before I even get out of bed, before my feet even hit the ground, I give myself five reasons to be grateful. And one of those reasons is always because I made it through another day. Because I don't know if that's always going to be the case. So you know what? When I woke up this morning, I was grateful that I was alive. I'm generally usually grateful for my bed because I love my bed. Um, Lately, I've been grateful for the fans in my room because I don't have air conditioning. So I'm very grateful that I have fans because it keeps me nice and cool at night. Throughout, sorry, let me go back. In the morning, I need to give myself time to write in my journal. I write mantras constantly. I write money mantras to um, get myself out of um, a lack mentality that I don't deserve to have money. So I'm constantly writing myself money mantras. I am constantly writing myself life mantras because I need to walk into the world with a positive attitude. So it takes me I need to remind myself of that every morning. I take time to meditate in the morning. And on really good days, I take time to exercise in the morning. But I love listening to music when I wake up in the morning. It just kind of sets a tone for the day. If you guys hear jingling, it's my bracelet. So um, that's what that noise is. Throughout the day, I constantly take breaks. Um, I have a little timer on my watch. And it goes off at certain times during the day and I stop and I get mindful. So that can mean writing a mantra in my book. That can mean repeating a mantra in my head. It can mean getting up from my desk and just walking away and thinking, am I acting negatively right now? Am I being pissed off because a client was doing whatever they were doing to piss me off? Did a coworker piss me off? I have to stop and I have to reset myself. So I actually have a timer on my phone that goes off four times a day. Not during work, but it goes off four times throughout from the time I'm waking up in the morning till the time I'm going to bed at night. Um, Also at work, uh, during my lunch hour, I always go outside and go for a walk. I wasn't doing that when I first started working at where I'm working now. And I found when I was sitting in the lunchroom uh, with other coworkers, there was a lot of negativity and it was making me feel really negative. So I needed to break that pattern. I can't be a lot of, around a lot of negative people because I get sucked into it and it sucks me into a void that I can't get out of. So I don't choose that. And it's kind of shitty because it gets me away from getting to know my coworkers more. But I keep myself in that positive frame of mind. When I go for my walks, I listen to podcasts or I listen to music. Uh, And again, before I go to bed at night, I always meditate and then I give myself five things that I'm grateful for that happen throughout the day. So it's a lot of work, but it's what I choose to choose happy. And I just want you guys to know that you can do it too. So it doesn't matter what you're feeling, whether you hate your job, whether you hate your living situation, whether you need to get rid of toxic friends, I'm here to tell you that you can do it. I've, I've very often made the decision to um, terminate toxic relationships with friends because I can't live in that environment. I need to keep 
my circle close and I need to keep my circle clean. So I can't have a lot of toxic people in my life because then it fucks up my head. And so I choose a very small group of people and they're people that are like-minded like me. Um, They want to succeed. And you know what? Whatever that looks like to you, if you want to succeed at being the best mom, if you want to succeed at being the best insurance agent, if you want to succeed at being the best horseback rider, whatever that looks like to you, I just want to be able to support you in that. If you want to get together and you want to bitch and complain about your day, I don't, I can't, I can't do that. It's just, it just puts me into, um, It just really, it, once I'm in a negative space, I can keep myself in that negative space. And it's easier for me to just avoid the negative space, if that makes sense. So again, um, I want to thank you guys for being a part of my podcast. And just know that you can succeed in whatever it is you choose. I am succeeding in choosing happy. And that is just as simple as it sounds, but I do work at it a lot. I choose happy. I choose happy. I choose to be with my family. I choose to be silly. I choose to not give a lot of things, um, my time and energy if it doesn't deserve it. I love being with my family. I love being with my niece and nephews. My legacy is going to be that I was the best auntie to walk this earth. So that's what I choose. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And please know that no matter what you choose, if it's a failure, it means it's a success because you tried. Thank you for choosing Strip Down and Straight Up. I'm your host, Nikki Ostman. And thanks for listening.